I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. Part of Sucking Helping is we're talking with um, Tristan Hutchison, who is my nephew. But he's also an avid hunter, and he is a kid. He's only 15. He'll be 16 in a couple months. But this is a kid who has been hunting since he was 12. And so we were talking about cooking. Here, slide in a little bit more. Even younger than 12. Then younger than 12. This is true. So we were talking about wild game, and Hanson was wondering about... I was just wondering, like, how, you know, like, so I know people that hunt deer and hunt turkey, but you had mentioned that you'd hunt elk, and you hunted out in Colorado. Yeah. What did it feel like the first time when you were out there with a gun and you shot an animal? Was it hard? Cause it was I, really hard. It was like, your whole day just kind of went to, like, it's kind of like, if you're, like, your friend dies or someone passes away that's kind of close to you, you kind of just, like feel horrible for like a day or two and you slowly but surely get over it. Do you have to, um, once you've shot it, then do you have to like dress it and yeah. And so then you cut open the stomach and you get out all the intestines. And this is his whole family. His dad is sure. in Colorado with him so yep. it's not just you by yourself. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And then do you do you skin it right there too? Yeah, you have to um, get the hide off of it and then if it's a male you take all the horns you, you take the head but the most thing that we like to have the best thing we like to have is the um the meat and mostly the meat just because it's, it's so lean and so pure like there's no hormones no added preservatives it's just pure raw grass-fed meat, meat. yeah so you get the meat, and then can you think of something that you've prepared after you've been hunting? Um, yeah, we've done heart, which you just soak for a couple of days in salt water. With the it's like you fill you fill the fill a dish up with water, and then you add about two tablespoons of salt, and then you let that sit for three days, and then you just slice it up to about half inch slices, and you bake it. You bake huh. it. Yeah. yeah. And what does it taste like? It tastes. It tastes like beef. Yep. I feel like it would be irony. Like you know what I mean? Like tastes like iron. That's what the the salt helps get rid of that iron. Oh, it does. Taste. Okay. So is it kind of livery? No, more beefy. It's more beefy. It's like a really kind of a little soft, like yeah. kind of a different texture of beef. And then you've also hunted elk. Do you grind that meat and make like do, elk burgers? We do the, um, we'll do uh, both the hindquarters, which is like the back legs. We'll do either a sausage, so like a Polish, German breakfast, and then once we get enough of that, we'll do a, a, a ground beef. So when you're making like a Polish or a German sausage, are there different spices that make like, it what cheese and all that kind of fun stuff to it yum 
It's really good. Yeah, no, you have to, because it's a different flavor profile. And you have to sort of take that into mind, I think. We were talking about how um, there's, you know, well, you could make sausages. He's got, like, a breakfast sausage from elk and stuff, right? Kind of, like, sagey, maybe, yeah. and a little yeah. warmer spice. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you do have to, like, kind of take that into consideration. Do you ever do, like, do you ever hunt turkeys? No, no birds? We don't really like hunting birds just because we're over there it's really hard to get them or if we do we like hunting them with like turkeys my dad's gone for a couple times yeah bow but we're trying to move more towards like archery except except for elk because we don't really want to wound them um we'll hunt mostly with our bows so you bow hunt and kill deer bow hunting that's hard how do you pra- really do you practice just with a target? Yeah, you practice anywhere from from ten yards up to a hundred yards. Sometimes we go back to you know, um, that's like dire, but mostly it's twenty to sixty is like the range we go for. Yeah. Oh wow, I can't even imagine you're what not, that's like. You're not sitting in a tree stand up in your nice warm tree. Yeah, you're walking and you're actually tracking them. But we were talking on the way over about how different kinds of meats and everything, because we were saying, I was saying that Tristan's destined to become a wild game sausage maker, and I think that's a good idea for him to go do. But also, we were talking about bear meat, because um, somebody in town was talking about maybe putting bear on the menu this summer. And he was saying he's had bear before, and it's kind of greasy and oily. It's greasy. It's super fatty. Super fatty. Um, We used to have, like, a little half pound of sausage. Um... It was like cooking bacon. Oh, you got as okay. much grease from that as if you were to cook a handful of bacon. At Voyage Healthcare, we are still open and ready to see you for injuries, chronic conditions, med checks, and acute care. If you are concerned about safety, call to schedule a video visit. If you believe you've been exposed to the coronavirus or are experiencing any symptoms, please do not come into the office. We can best serve you if you call our coronavirus hotline at 763-587-7900. That number is also found at the VoyageHealthcare.com webpage. At Voyage Healthcare, we are here on the journey with you. So it's so weird when you think about it because, like, I like elk meat. I do. I like rabbits. I like beef. But I don't, like, bear is sort of like, oh, I don't know. Like, there's certain things that I anthropomorphize, and then it makes it harder for me to because eat them. Because of teddy bears. Yeah, and just, like, I don't know. It makes no sense. Well, it's, it's why we don't eat dogs. But you know they do I mean? eat dogs in lots of cultures. Not as many as you'd think. You know what I mean? It's not as, I mean, there's definitely dogs that get eaten out of necessity. But and it's horse. Not, but it's not a culinary thing. It is in Asia. It's actually not. It is. I just watched horse? a whole... Or dogs. Oh, dogs. I just watched a whole thing with Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer. There's this guy that they had on, and his whole mission in life is to bring these dogs back from these slaughterhouses where they're slaughtering them for meat. And they have a lot of belief systems around it where if you scare the dog or if you harm the dog, it supposedly makes the meat better. Well, that's what's so it's better? Yes. They say that that's worse. That it would release the hormones. I know. Somehow in Asia, in this part of the place where this guy was and he said there's like six of these factories down Ugh. there but he's gotten one of them closed and rescued the dogs and he's trying to do that it's just it's funny how like some things it's okay to eat and others it's not but really 
at the end of the day, it's well, kind of a personal preference. Or... Well, at the end of the day, it's also a scarcity. It's, it's about scarcity. And sure, it's about sure. If, the, if they can't, if they're not in a place where there's cattle can't be raised, you know, then you can't have beef. Right. Like, that's part of the deal. Remote places. So. And we're so spoiled, too, with the access to beef in the Midwest. I mean, there's lots of other game meats. Oh, it's true. Yeah, you guys were talking about, did your dad have, like, a mountain goat or something that he was, did you say that he had, like, one permit to get a mountain goat or something like that? So, in the state of Colorado, where we like to hunt, you get, you have to apply, so it's like winning the lottery. Yeah. If you win, you get one tag, you get one opportunity, you get a month to go do this whole big excursion and so you have a limited time and you have only like you get one you only get to have one animal that you can only bring back yes right oh so it could be like elk it could be deer it could no it's per thing it's like no 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 like if you get a yeah go ahead sorry so if you went so you apply it's like getting it's like picking out your lottery card yep so it's like the Powerball is like a moose, and then you go down, and that's like different animals. Oh, got it. Like you apply, yeah. You say I want to, I want to go hunt a mountain goat, and then so you put your name into the lottery for that. Got it. And then if you get picked, then you get to have one month to get one animal. Got it. So it's sort of like a like do or die. Yeah, and in fact, you were saying like your dad, I think had. I just remember this being where, like, he had only a certain amount of time and he was not going to be able to get up into the mountains to get it done, and it yeah, was stressful. So, um, that, it, it snows really soon. When I was up there hunting, we already had five feet of snow, and that was in November. It was, like, up wow. to my bootleg. Yeah. It was pretty fun, but pretty hard to get stuff out. He, when he was actually doing the butchering part, he told me he had two inches of snow on his hat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's lots. Yeah, wow. So, so he got really lucky with that. He got one, thankfully. But then, and that took him 18 years to get. To wow. get into the lottery to win that. To win it, yeah. Good gravy. Lord. But that's also conservation, right? I mean, that's that's like saying, like, you can't, you're not allowed... They don't just let anybody go hunt, and they don't let anybody... Do you ha- Have you noticed, and does your dad have to deal with people who hunt illegally? Oh, yeah. Because your dad... Poachers. His, Poachers. Yeah, your dad has a, always been very, very law-abiding and yeah. strict, and he doesn't take people... He's been hired as a guide, and he doesn't take people to places where they shouldn't be or anything like that. But. He, he rarely even takes guides just because he doesn't want certain, certain people he doesn't trust... To go out there and take somebody that they don't know is a poacher, and they go and poach a whole herd. Yeah. He's um, very, very conscious of he's that. He's very... wants to keep the herds alive. He takes his one elk and butchers it. We use every single piece of the meat. We're trying, we're trying every little way we can save it. Or take game. And it lasts you a long time. We got four up this year, which was one of the best we've ever done. And that'll last us three years. All right. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, so there you go. There it is. Well, it's fun to talk to you, Tristan. Thanks for sharing.
This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.